0: Happy Mardi Gras listeners Good evening This is KG And you're listening to another installment Of the podcast of KG and the Fifth Wildcat I got a Cannonball Adelaide in the background As I kick off this podcast Listen to some jazz as I do Usually during basketball season when I'm out of the game Let's get right into it. I'm going to do things just a little out of the ordinary. You used to talk about the Rockets or the scores from the Houston area teams at the top, but not this time. This time, I want to t- touch on something that uh, the NTA legislation of schools passed last week on the 17th, which is Friday. That I think is a big deal. It's going to impact the schools all of, throughout the country. But uh, since this is, a, I'm a, a f- owner and co-founder of the Houston Roundball Review, I'm going to, how it may impact a few of the Houston teams. The NTA had passed by a ridiculously razor thin margin to require or allow multi-year scholarships to be granted in Division I basketball. Division one schools will now have the option to offer scholarships guaranteed for more than one year. In case you did not know, for about thirty years or so, scholarships have been renewable annually. So y'all to talk about four year ride has not been the case. It's up to uh, students if they basically it allowed schools if they wanted to recruit another direction, change of coaching staff, change the philosophy and athletic office, etc., that they would not have to renew the scholarship of the current athletes on the particular teams. So, the bigger programs now, let me tell you this, out of the 330 voting institutions, 90% voted, a 62.5% majority was needed to Pass this. All right, back let me backtrack. Back Earlier, about maybe a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, two schools chose to table a discussion because they were not in favor of the multi-year scholarship legislation passing then. They wanted more time to discuss it, and they were against it. Well, because of that, a majority, a 62.5% vote was needed this time to override that legislation. Well, it came close to overriding it, but 62.1, 62.12% voted to override it. So why, a margin, by 0.38% did the multi-year scholarship rule maintain. And what does it mean? Like I said, like I touched on moments ago, it's not a problem for the bigger programs. Bigger programs can, you know, most of them, because of football, can print money. And if they have bad recruits, they don't have a problem giving them 40 scholarships to uh, some of the recruits, if not all the recruits. In fact, some of the major football programs were well, signing day earlier this month, of February, did just that. They offered the uh, incoming class multi-year scholarships, and it's going to apply to two-year juco players for two-year scholarships as well as the incoming freshman class. So it's a big deal. Why I say it's a big deal, in particular to the local area, is, and I'm not saying this, well, let's just throw it out there. If a local school, any school, has a poor, underachieving, underperforming freshman class, and the uh, coaching staff wants to replace the entire class with its incoming class. Last year, he could do it no problem. This year, now it's up to these individual schools to have, the, to determine what they want to do. If they want to offer multi-year scholarships or go continue the one-year renewable scholarships. It's going to have an impact because if us, and probably more for the parents' perspective, if they get a chance and they know their child's getting a four-year ride, then they're not going to go to those bigger pro. Once their child goes to a go bigger program, because they know their kid's going to get a full four-year scholarship the whole time their their child is enrolled at that school. And you have to maintain. Obviously, you have to do maintain a good academic standing, and not have any problems. Us, you know, off the field, get any legal trouble, things like that because those options are, are still available to the schools to re- revoke the scholarship or remove them uh, from the athlete student-athlete. But we'll, we'll see how things go, because I'm a, as a Cougar alum, as a media member that follows Houston Cougar women's basketball, the Houston Cougar women's team is 2-23 and 23 this year. The freshmen haven't done well. If I were coaching, this is me. If I were coaching, I would not be in favor of, of my program being limited, being required, and that which is not the case, but being required to keep these players who helped me to this two-win season. So we'll see how things, we'll see what uh, President Couture and Mac Rose, the A.D., the University of Houston decide to do, what the Board of Regents decide to do, if they want to go the multi-year route or if they can maintain status quo. The small programs, you know, if they have, they may not, they may not have the money that can grant everyone four-year rise in the, in the big programs like football and, and men's basketball and women's basketball to a smaller scale. So they will probably continue doing the well, one-year renewable scholarships, which may impact them negatively if bigger programs tell the same player and that, that same player's family, we're going to give you a four-year scholarship if you, if you come sign with us, you join us. What's that kid going to do? So we'll see how it impacts uh, athletics over the next few years and, and see if any changes will take place further down the line. President Emmert and other uh, presidents say we will continue to examine the implementation of the rule because we want to work with membership to in- address those concerns. Clearly, President Embert is, is thrilled with the uh, multi-year scholarship being not being voted down, not being overridden, he's pleased that student-athletes will continue to benefit from the ability of institutions to offer athletics aid for more than one year. But it's clear that there are significant portions of membership with legitimate concerns. So we'll see how things are tweaked to make more of the uh, voting body happy. On to things on the court. As always, once again, this is KG and the Fist of Wildcat Podcast. Time for some scores. On a happy note, well, not really a happy note because I'm not a, a fan of the Rockets. You know me, I'm a, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, have been for years. But as a member of the media, I don't, root, I don't root for teams like that. Rockets had a, a good win last night over the Memphis Grizzlies, 97-93. And, and that follows up, I think... A better victory over Utah Jazz on Sunday night, 101-85 when Kyle Lowry and Luis Scola were just lighting up the, the Jazz. And Kyle Lowry was seven eight from, of eight from three-point range, nine assists, 32 points. Utah just couldn't stop him. He could do, Kyle do no wrong, Sunday night. Monday night's game was a little bit more, a little more difficult. The Grizzlies were dominating the Rockets in the pain, points in the paint, Grizzlies' his own Rockets need to address that. They called up rookie big man, Fresno State Greg Smith, who in 22 minutes, he's played these first two games, he has 10 fouls. 10 fouls in 22 minutes. But on a positive, he's active, he's active big man, he, he gets up and down the floor nicely. He just clearly got a, a boy foul trouble. Jordan Hill is out a couple weeks with a, uh, a sprain, a medial collateral ligament in his knee. But as, as followers of the Rockets know, Jordan Hill has been so and so soft his time in the, in the NBA. If Greg Smith can just be consistently good, it'll be an upgrade for the Rockets. Rockets overall record is now is 19-14. and 14 if, and this clearly is irrelevant, we're just at the halfway point of the 66-game NBA season, but at the season ends today, the Rockets will be playing the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. In other words, Rockets will be done with the playoffs in the first round. Rockets would not beat the Mavs. If the playoffs ends today, and barring some huge blockbuster trade, Rockets wouldn't beat the Mavs in the first round in May. That's just my opinion on that. Rockets will can close out their well, this part of the home stand of six games, because the all-star break will begin after t- tomorrow's game versus the Philadelphia 76 Sixers who are <clears throat> excuse me in a tailspin. The Sixers are struggling to score. And um, they're getting their behind last time I checked it was twenty four to seven tonight. So the Sixers are having problems scoring. So Wednesday's game for the Rockets should be another home win. And it'll help kind of it'll have a three game winning streak for the Rockets which would be nice. They had a big win on Wednesday the 15th, one-point victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder, as the uh, Thunder missed numerous opportunities to score the game-winning bucket in the final seconds. But Kevin Durant couldn't knock it down. Thunder's offensive sets were were just ridiculous one-on-one isolation, didn't no ball movement or anything. <clears throat> and won that won that game, but they followed that up getting thrashed by Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday, one eleven ninety eight as Kevin Love and Nikola Pekovic just des- destroyed the Rockets' front court players, combining for 60 points and 30-plus rebounds, and it was just like men up, up amongst, men against little girls, not little boys, against little girls. That's how dominant Love and Pekovic were for the T-Wolves against the Rockets. And... Uh, T-World's a 3-1 against the Rockets in the season series. And you know former Rockets head coach Rick Adelman is loving that fact, that he was able to beat his former team, former boss, three times out of four chances this season. On a college level, the Houston Cougars men's team played probably the best overall game of the season since they won in December on the road at Arkansas. At Saturday night, the Cougars beat first place, Southern Miss 73-71. Jonathan Simmons scored 28 points. The Cougars held on. They just enough to a win the ball game. I I wasn't there. I was dog tired from being in the NCAA headquarters earlier uh, last weekend. I was just completely just crashed Saturday night, so I didn't make it. I was glad to hear the Cougars won. They're now 12 and 13 on the season. Still four, only four and eight in Conference USA, and still winless on the road in Conference USA. But they'll get a chance on the 22nd. At Marshall to forget their first road win in conference play. So we'll see how that goes. Good luck to the Cougars and Coach Dickey. They have talent. They need to do little things on offense and defense to close out this season on a positive note. Women's team for the Cougars, well, what can I say? Um, <clears throat> the Cougars lost about 20 points, 71 51, to first place UTEP on Sunday, uh, the 19th, on the February 16th Thursday they were on the road and scored 77 points which may be a season high for the Cougars shot the, I think their best field goal percentage for the entire season 77 points against East Carolina yet they still lost they gave up 83 points to East Carolina who was also only had one win in a conference USA play so the Cougars now have a 1-12 record in the conference 2-23 overall that one win one conference win is uh, makes the Cougars the foundation, the bottom of CUSA as they are in dead last place in common USA. Who would have thought the Cougars would go from a perfect regular season last year to just one win in CUS play this season. So we'll, clearly injuries are, played a big part in it, but so had uh, some poor recruiting. And the uh, freshmen have that's not done a good job this year. That's the bottom line, and that goes coaching. Coach brought the players in here, and they have not got the job done. On the swag note, let's talk about Rice. let give the Rice out some credit and some some pub and some mention. Women's team is 7-6 overall, 13-13. Excuse me, 7-6 in conference play, 13-13 overall. They defeated SMU Sunday afternoon, 69-60. After losing on the road in overtime, 50-47 to the Tulane Green Wave, Rice men are 6-6. N.C. was 15-12 overall. They got thumped the last, most recent game on the road at Tulsa, 69 to 50. That's right, 69 to 50. So it's yeah, I'll go through spurts. Both men and women team go through spurts where they cannot put the ball in the basket. Huskies, HBU Huskies. Women continue losing. Season is almost over. They're 0 16 Great West play, 1 22 overall. That one win was over a uh, team from Red River, I think, for N- NAI 18. They lost on the 18th to New Jersey Institute of Technology on the road 88 to 28. That's right. 88 to 28 Thursday Before that game On the 16th They lost to Chicago State By only 22 With a score Final score Of 63 To 41 But as I said The sharing Coach sharing Leeson's Transition is a long And difficult one But good luck to her And the, the team For the rest of the year And next season as well H.B.U. men They defeated uh, N.J. I.T. 75 68 at home, after losing Thursday to Chicago State by nine, sixty-five, fifty-six, their Great West conference record is two and five, and they're nine and seventeen overall. Both Husky teams play Utah Valley. The men will be on the road on Thursday, and the women will be at Sharp Gym. Uh, playing Utah Valley at seven, the guys will be playing on the road at eight o' five. Prairie View, PV Panthers, ladies are eight and six in SWAC, eleven and fourteen overall have their another game upcoming game will be at, at home on the hill versus Alabama A&M they had a, a they split their, their game this weekend they mashed awful pine bluff of Arkansas seventy two fifty two Monday night after losing to Mississippi Valley State by 7 on Saturday the PV men lost two close games uh First Saturday to Palm Bluff, 61-58. Excuse me. On Saturday, then Saturday 61 on Monday last night, 61-58 to Palm Bluff, and then do the first earlier two days ago, previous on the 18th to First Place Valley, 60 58 on a last second three point basket by Paul Crosby. Paul Crosby took personal pleasure in defeating the Houston area teams in the last few days. First, he drained a three to beat the Panthers on Saturday. Then Monday night, he drained a three to beat the TSU Tigers to give Valley a share of the SWAC crown at 15 0, 14 0, I believe. And they won, Valley won, defeating TSU 56 53 Monday night. Tigers on Saturday defeated Pound Bluff 84 65. TSU 95 in the SWAC, five games behind Valley. Uh, Tigers 10 16 overall record. Let me touch on the Previews men are 7 7 in SWAC, 11 16 overall. The last and almost least, the T Lady Tigers, two and twelve in the SWAC, four and twenty-one overall. Those two records aren't as bad as the Huskies of HBU nor the Cougars of University of Houston. However, on Saturday, the Lady Tigers played the winless Arkansas Pine Bluff. Not just in the conference, not just in the SWAC, overall. Iron Bluff was winless on the season. Winless on the season. 0-24, I believe. Yet, they defeated the Lady Tigers by 17 points. 69-52. And then, to com- make it even worse, on Monday, Lady Tigers lost to Valley, Missy Valley State, 82-48. I think it's safe to say that these are the final coaching days of Coach Yolanda Broughton as the head coach of the THU Lady Tigers. She just hasn't got things done like I thought she would, and I'm sure the TSU alums and other people thought as well. But to lose by 70 points to the maybe the win, last winless team in women's college basketball on the Division level is just utterly embarrassing. Once again, it's the KG. You'll see the KG and Fizzle Wildcat Podcast. You can catch me at my website, HoustonRoundBallReview.com. On Twitter, at T-H-E-H-R Review. Check out the Houston Round Ball Review fan page on Facebook. Channel on YouTube as well as Houston Round Ball. I blogged about my experience at uh, the... Last on Thursday and Friday last week at the headquarters doing the media mock selection for women's college basketball check those out as well. Touch on that probably later on this week in in a bit more detail. But as I said last week I was going to start doing on a more consistent basis as we get closer and closer to the banquet, the inaugural banquet for the Guy B. Lewis Award, which will be awarded to the top high school boy high school player in the greater Houston area. It's March 27th, 2012. It's going to be a Tuesday. It's the week of the uh, Final Four, men's and women's. I have a link posted on the main page of HoustonRoundBallReview.com. You can also go to GaviLewisAward.org to see the our top 20 uh, on our watch list. You can also see a link to register. To attend the presentation, which will be held at the Bayou City Event Center on, uh, located at 9401 Knight Road. Phone number is 713-724-2930. Once again, that's at the Bayou City Event Center. Address is 9401 Knight Road, K-N-I-G-H-T. Phone number 713-724-2930. Go to the guyvlewisward.org website to vote. We'll be getting a uh, narrowed down to uh, 10 players. High school players have started for boys and girls basketball. So you can go to the guyvlewisward.org website to vote for your top 10. And uh, fans can vote, coaches can vote, and media can vote. And we will compile the votes and announce the winner. who will receive a very nice award at the uh, banquet. Presentation on March 27th, Tuesday, March 27th, It's from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Bayou City Event Center. That's to wrap it up for me. But as I touch on, no one sending me any questions. No one, no one's emailing me. No one's tweeting me. No one's visiting the uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, I'm trying to get some more interactivity here. So tweet me some questions. Tweet me some comments. I may start posting some polls on the fan page about the rocks what the rockets should what fans think the rocks should do uh regarding trades or what they will do uh rest of this uh second half of the NBA season. So we'll th- we'll see how things play out. Thank you as always. Tell your friends about the podcast and we may be returning to the beginning uh with the duo. Uh, I think the Wildcat is, is uh is starting to get better, I'm glad to say. So we should be hopefully uh, kicking it back uh, like we did at the beginning in the podcast with him sharing his wisdom and expertise in the, with the college uh, sports scene. So look forward to that in the very in the coming days, hopefully. But as always, in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.